Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we're back with more tech news from the following. Twitter gets more video, and Vine gets more video, plus YouTube gets more video, and Periscope gets more video. Apple loses its video, and we talk about things that aren't video. It's an exciting episode of Don't Panic. We hope you stick with us, because it's going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 136, recorded June 27th, 2016, on Supersized Vines, Government Live, and Display Doom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast um, that talks about technology. I'm Sean James, joined as always by two guys who are permanently on summer vacation. It is Colby <laughs> Rabideau and Dan Miller. <laughs> Hey, yes. how's it going? What's up, guys? Uh, no, no, not, Fran- not really. Frantically planning my next vacation. I, I, you know, it's a it's a permanent uh, situation <laughs> for you, Dan. <laughs> you might need to call a doctor about that. Uh, Chronic comes- vacation. <laughs> uh, I think that's called being rich. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comes comes in in bursts around the summertime. It seems. Maybe next year I'll go to some place that's nice to go to in the winter. Are there places that are nice to go to in, I guess, Aruba, maybe? Well, I was in the Florida Keys. Yes. We haven't talked about that. You went scuba diving? Yes. Is that a thing? You can do that? Yeah, you can do that. So I went into this thinking that, uh, that that I, all I asked for, I was going scuba diving with my dad, was that I wanted to go scuba diving. That was all, that was all I wanted. I didn't realize, I don't know if he realized either, that what he signed me up for was like a like a three-day intensive certification class. Oh, my God. Where you get certified to go scuba diving on your own if you want to, although it's incredible. Like, it's you need a boat to do that, basically. Uh, so uh, we were in the pool for like two hours and we did some stuff in a pool which was the worst part by the way here's the worst part about scuba diving at least getting the certification is you have you have these goggles on and you need to open them up to the water and flood them and then like blow the water out somehow by exhaling out of your nose i i have no idea how this works so uh yeah, so my my uncle was like a diver in the navy. So when we were children, he like taught us how to do this in the pool. So I can do that. <laughs> nice. I wish I had was better at it. Like, yeah, I I can get like eighty percent of the water out after two tries, but mm. that last percent is never going away. So in the pool, and this was this this hotel's pool was the most chlorinated water. It like it at first it smelled like seawater. I was like, wow, is this a saltwater pool? No, it's just like so highly chlorinated. So it was burning my eyes. And then he, the instructor had left a mat laying like from the ground into the water to pre- like prevent the equipment from getting stretched when we like hoisted it up. After those two hours, the, the like dark brown mat was like light matte beige. The part that was in the water it was insane. So my eyes were on fire. Uh, and the seawater is no better. And every time we dived, and we dived six times, he made me flood and blow it out every time, which was, which is so like the first half of the dive was great because I could see everything. And the second half of the dive, my eyes were just on fire uh, and watering 
and it was terrible. But I saw a stingray. Uh, no, eagle ray, eagle ray. I don't know if that's the same thing. I saw a sea turtle from a distance and a lobster. That was about it. Oh, and we saw a sunken ship. That was cool. Nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Would recommend. But I, I learned you can go on discovery dives. You don't have to do any of this crazy stuff. You can just go diving once. Uh, but so now I, you're a pro. But now, yeah, now I can. Are, are you do, certified? Yeah. Wow. You should just go on the Hudson Bay or something. <laughs> I don't know if you'd see much. I did hear about. So I heard about uh, one of the other people on this dive. So I also I was in the Florida Keys. The reason we're talking about this is because the Florida Keys seems like a nice place to go for vacation in the wintertime. But so I was there in the off season where it's like, oh, my gosh, it's 92 degrees. It's so unbearably hot. Uh, so this guy on the boat with us, I was the only one doing the class. Everyone else on this boat was just scuba diving for fun. Told us about a dive he went on in Hawaii where you go at night. And ah, what are the big bird-looking underwater creatures? Manta rays? Uh, sure. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go... Off, you go way out in the ocean at night, you dive down, you bring these like special lights with you and it attracts the manta rays and they just like go all over you and they're bigger than you are, but they're not going to hurt you. So they're just like sliding all around you. <laughs> that sounded really cool. That's, uh, that's so maybe with my certification, I'll do that. Nice. You're a madman, Dan. It was it was a good time. And then I got a crazy ear infection for the second half of the vacation, so I just sat in Key West and held my head. <laughs> what a lucky if, guy. If that was your trip to the Florida Keys, I can't wait about hearing your trip hiking in Scotland. <laughs> what shenanigans you'll get into. See, I, I told Colby this on our last outing together. Something always goes wrong. Uh, it's just a matter of what. So th- this past time, it was that... I, I did get my scuba certification, but then I had an ear infection the rest of the time. Uh, so who knows what will happen in Scotland? Mm. Hopefully yeah. not a werewolf attack. <laughs> yeah. The, the American werewolf in Edinburgh. Yep. <laughs> nice. Uh, nothing exciting really has happened in my life. I went to the beach yesterday. That was great. Uh, it turns out you can take a train to a beach from Boston, nice. and it's a really nice beach, which is awesome. <laughs> New York too, and I've never done it even still. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was I was pretty pleased with it, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I put in my air conditioner today. That was cool. So nice. I'm like kind of warm now, and I and I also <laughs> yeah. And I also don't like usually I feel a little bad when we're doing the podcast because like all my windows are open and and my neighbor's apartments are like, you know, 10 feet away outside my windows. And they also have their windows open because it's hot. So I I don't feel bad now because because now they're closed. They get to enjoy the show they they should be thanking you. (laughs) They got to subscribe and they got to download and no, they get to to use any bandwidth. It's fantastic. It's a good deal. (laughs) <laughs> the original theater right there. Yeah. That's no so amplification about your voice. Right. <laughs> I guess it's only one third of the show, though. That's true. They're really that, So go knock on their doors and let them know, look, guys, if you've really enjoyed hearing <laughs> talking, download. It's like free promotion. <laughs> Be like, download the whole thing. Yes. 
It's a good so, idea. So, Sean, is it true that everything's bigger in Texas? Whoa, that's right. <laughs> first, first time broadcasting from our new Houston studios that look exactly like the old studio, <laughs> except more poorly lit because I couldn't figure out how to get the lights working in here yet. But um, no, Houston's fantastic. Is everything bigger in Houston? No, everything's kind of the same in Houston. Believe it or not, shockingly. Um, that is sort of surprising. It's very but there's hot. no like there's no one thing that's like you're sort of have a mild culture shock to yet or some big surprise. Um No. I'm pretty easygoing though. I mean I don't <laughs> there's you know, obviously stuff is different, but it's not that different. <laughs> it's hot. Central air is great. I've never lived in a place with central air. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, it's Does college count as central air? Uh, sort of. Okay. But I never but even you can't lived really in, control the central air. I never even lived in, in Fulton, so I never even got to live in the nice places. Because Upper West and Lower West didn't have central air. They had the little window unit, the little below window unit. So, um, so this is, it's, it's, it's great because it's, it's not that it's colder, it's just that it's consistent. Mm-hmm. That's what's amazing. It's like every room is exactly the same temperature. How do they do that? <laughs> Science, you know? And yeah. you haven't sat out at your uh, spa area yet uh, in your complex? No, it's overrun with families and children. So uh, uh, it's a combination of loud. Neither and, a family nor a child. It, and it's weird. <laughs> and let's be honest. It's, if I showed up, they might call the authorities. So <laughs> it's better that I don't do that. Um, you take a day off. Well, there's no families nor children that around. That would be the time to do it during the week. I'm sure this weekend for 4th of July, it'll be quite crazy. So. I'll probably avoid that. I went to Ikea. That was That's, exciting. Uh-huh. Oh, I've never yeah. been to an Ikea. Oh, You've my God. You've never been to Ikea? Been to Ikea. How, how did you feel? I loved it. I want to buy everything. Go, so here's here's my other question. Did you go alone? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. I've never been to an Ikea alone. Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so my my thing about Ikea is that I li- I really enjoy like the shopping part, like the store part. But then it's like you're super tired and psyched because you know all the stuff you want. But then you have to go to the warehouse place and that that place. Well, you want to know the trick? You should do what I did. Right. And that's not actually buy anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to say order it all online. Order it online. Um, But no, I just went through and picked out things. But then I'm going to I got to shop around. But, you know, that's hey, look, I'm an apartment owner now. Look at me. I'm no longer in my mom's basement. That is Uh, exciting. It is exciting. So yeah, Houston's great. I should send you guys a picture of my new, my 21st floor office that overlooks the city. I mean, mm. come on, I'm, look, living the dream here in Houston. Yeah, that's a lot of floors. It, it is. I've never been up so high. It's disorienting. I get in the ele- <laughs> my ear popped in the elevator today. What is going on? These elevators are so fast. Wow. Did I ever tell you this was, so this tells you how often I'm in New York City. I'm never in New York City. And I was there, I was at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. This was couple years ago and i was not used to how fast the elevators go there i got dizzy and like lost consciousness for a second at how fast <laughs> the elevator went because i was so not used to being in as tall of a building with as fast of an elevator yeah. it was like whoa and i was like oh i think i nearly fell over i, I have always wanted to work in like an actual office building with like on like the you know the 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 dozen something floor and and with it with an elevator and like a security desk at the front of the building but i never have someday there's still time it's not as fun <laughs> as it sounds 
the, I'm, I'm sure I bet the Waldorf had this too, but I, I know NBC has this. Like the, the entire lobby area, there's a security desk, and then the entire rest of the floor is all elevators. There's dozens of elevators, and only certain elevators go to certain floors. So you need to plan out. So, so get this. So I'm on the 21st floor, but the rest of our – that's like new temporary space. The rest of the company is on the 6th floor. Uh-huh. The problem is the elevator banks don't connect. So 14 and up have their own elevator bank. So to go to the rest of our offices, I have to go to the lobby, get on a different elevator, and go up. Yeah. I think they're trying to hide me. I think they're trying to get rid of me. <laughs> they're stashing me. They're like, just put him on 21. We'll never hear from him again. But then you get the sweet view. I think it's sweet. Hey, listen, it's quiet, so I'm pretty happy. I don't have to deal with the rest of the people in my company. So it's a win-win for me. Um, well, good. I'm glad things are are chugging along for everybody. Dan, you won't be here next week. No. Nope. Colby, will you be here next week? It's Fourth of July. Uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Up. Wouldn't be here on Monday. Okay, that's I fine. could do Tuesday. If no, you we'll just not do a show. That's I'm not. I mean, it's Fourth of July, and there's not going to be any. America, it's the last Independence Day before the the doom that <laughs> That's our last <laughs> Independence Day ever as America. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. Uh, yeah. So no show next week. We'll be back the following week. Um, but I think it's time we moved on to the news and we've got a few stories in the rundown. Not that much news. The problem is the first half of June is front loaded with all the announcements and the events. And then it's like it's going to be really slow as we get into the summer uh, until we start doing the back to school type early Christmas announcements. But gotcha. there's some stuff here in the rundown. And let's see where you guys want to start. I think we voted on where to start, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. We have a cool new rundown tool that will streamline the show and make a huge difference to all of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) It's cutting edge stuff. Um, (laughs) So, sure, we can talk about the top story here, which is Vines now include 140-second video attachments. Uh, You know Vine as the Twitter-owned company that makes those six-second videos well, good news. No longer. There's more. Um, <laughs> they've announced what they call video attachments of 140 seconds. Now, it's important to remember that they're not just putting out longer videos. What they're actually doing is saying, your video is six seconds, but you have the option after watching the six seconds to tap and open up a longer video. Sounds like a YouTube ad. Or, yeah. or, or a trailer. It's an for- inverse YouTube ad. It is. And the YouTube ad, you have to tap to stop it from going on. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so, okay. Is this... I don't know. I, I'm a selective Vine user. I'll, when Sean tells me to go look at the Japanese guy with the owls, I will <laughs> I will spend all night looking at them. But and then I won't go look at Vine for another six months as I haven't. Uh I used to, I don't know, when I knew people, when my friends used it more, it was more interesting. But now everyone's moved on to Snapchat and left me behind. So, I don't know, Sean, what do you think? Does this appeal to you? Do you see any value in this? I think it sucks, and here's why. Um, For for two reasons. One, Twitter, Vine is a platform for six-second video, and... I don't, I think that was its strength. And the big problem is now every two or three videos on my Vine feed, which yes, I still use Vine, um, is 
them saying, uh, you know, it's it's again, it's like a trailer for the full video. And they're like, you know, click to see the full video. And, and, and you know, here's here's six seconds. Click to see more. And it's really annoying because uh, it totally defeats the purpose of why six seconds is great. Um, and it also just puts them on par with the rest of their service. You know, this week as well, Twitter announced and it's another story in our rundown. And we can talk about it as well, that their uh, Twitter is lifting limits on video uploads to 140 seconds as well. So you can do longer videos to Twitter. That makes sense to me. I thought, t- what was the limit before? 30 seconds. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I watch longer videos. In fact, I much prefer to watch the embedded Twitter videos yes. on Twitter than like, okay, click on the thing. Hopefully all of the magic works out so that it opens the YouTube app. Uh, maybe it puts the banner on the top so I can click to open the YouTube app. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, it's Nothing. Nothing's worse than getting kicked out to the YouTube app because it stops whatever podcast you have playing and then you have to go back and start <laughs> it again. It Whereas is nice. like inline stuff like Facebook or Twitter videos will like play and then go back to whatever you are doing. And we're great in third party apps like Tweetbot as well. Yeah. Um, agreed. So, and so I get that. I just don't I don't know why Vine is it's kind of I, I don't know. I think it's fundamentally changing the platform, and I think it's kind of annoying. So, but I, I who am I to say what Vine? Because clearly Vine is having problems. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it kind of peaked, and then I mean, people are still using it, but not like the, you know, it's not Snapchat numbers. Um, so I think they have to do something. If they didn't do this, what would they do? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I think their discovery of new content sucks. I don't know if you've ever browse their categories or searched and tried to find something i would love it's shocking to me they don't have a good recommendation engine built into this because i there is a mm. certain type of of video that i like and there's no reason why they couldn't generate similar content you'd think being a part of twitter too like yeah uh, it like if they were their own tiny company like okay like you don't have the the expertise to build that but like does Twitter not have that kind of infrastructure that they can build on top of? I, I assume they do, at least to some extent, but maybe it's not like... I'm, I'm sure I'm glossing over how hard it is to apply that to other things. Just buy someone who can. I mean, it's... Right. that's Again, that seems like a no-brainer for a social type service that you can't generate similar content. Right. Everyone else does it. So I don't know. It, it, I think that would be a good value add for Vine, personally. And, and so I have, a, I have a question for you. So, like, you don't use Vine to, like, follow your friends necessarily, no. right? No, but I don't use Twitter to do that. So oh, yeah, it's the same me. use case. It, it's, just for, it's just a way to be entertained. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Which I think is, is you know, there's a, a good reason to have a service like that, but... I, you know, the other thing too is it's very difficult to share out of Vine, which surprises me. Um, you know, they've recently added more options. It's still not great. If there's a good Vine and I want to share it on Twitter, they don't make it super easy, um, which is surprising to me as well. I, I don't know. I think it's, but it's the same thing with Twitter, right? Where people say, you know, oh, you're adding all, you know, Twitter music and all these services you start up and then cancel, but yet we still can't edit tweets after we've sent them. You know, it's like, why? <laughs> it's weird to try and figure out why they focus on some things and not others. Right. 
Dan's got a look on his face. <laughs> I, I I remember the last time we talked about this, and but the engineering side of me is horrified at the prospect of editing tweets after sending them. And I'm sure Twitter is as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be so hard to do well. Like Slack, you can do it, but Slack, like, what's what what's the distribution of one of your messages? Normally, probably less than 10 people, maybe a couple hundred, maybe a thousand, but not billions yep. people. You can do it so. on Facebook. Ooh, yeah, oh! but Facebook is also only amongst your network, usually. True. I mean, I think, I I don't know if, like, pages uh, can do it. That's, yes. I assume they can, though. But Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah. If if you didn't think about those sort if you if you went into it assuming that you would never be able to do that, uh yeah. <laughs> then doing it hard becomes... stuff. <laughs> Some sometimes the most innocuous things that you assume just just come back to ruin your life like a year later. Yes. Yep. Uh speaking of which, uh I I don't know if I heard this at WWDC or read it later, but Colby, you'll be glad to know that now in whatever iOS 10, is that what we're on? Yeah, uh, whatever new version of iOS, your your podcast will not stop when you play a GIF. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. Do they stop when I play a GIF now? <laughs> I think uh, if you do like the, the like. The gifts that require playing, like the WebM GIF V sort of stuff. Uh, not, not called WebM, whatever it's called. Uh, gotcha. Those sorts of I th- things. I think I mostly only look at gifts in Tweetbot, and I think Tweetbot does the right thing there. Because I'm always, it's always. So, so the the downside about Tweetbot is you can never tell the difference between like a YouTube link or a GIF or something. It's the same like play thing. Yeah. And so I'm always like, I really want to see what this is, but I'm really nervous. <laughs> yep, so me I too. Click it, and like if it's a GIF, it's okay, and if it's YouTube, <laughs> I lost. I have the exact days. same anxiety. Yeah. We should we should write to them. them. <laughs> see if they can fix that, please. You're stressing me out. That's actually really, uh, I'm sure, unexpected. I'm sure they didn't expect for that to be. They're training their users to be scared to click on the play button. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. All right. Well, look forward to that coming to a vine near you. Um, what else should we talk about? Uh, did our order just change here? I don't know. I don't know what's going. I don't even know where these numbers are coming from. And also, why do negative votes upvote it? Shouldn't negative votes subtract? No, because that's a, if you don't like it, it's more interesting, right? We we still want to talk about things we're upset about. Uh, contentious score. Yeah. See, okay. I I was thinking the scale was like you know upvote it to talk about it, downvote it to not talk. Oh about no, it. no. We could do that, but I thought this would be more. Oh, interesting. you want to judge emotion? Right, right. Ah. So it's like things we're really into, we should talk about, and things we're really upset uh-huh. about, we should talk so about. So things on the list really we just ups- don't care about. Right. 
Someone was really upset about this new one that's on the top then. No, I was just clicking around. So <laughs> to be honest, I think all the numbers in this whole sheet are pretty much useless because I was just clicking like crazy. So <laughs> I would well, not. We have a random order then. Great. I, I got to make it so you can only vote once. <laughs> yes, that would probably be good um, because I will that's break it if I can. so much harder. <laughs> I, sh I should be in testing because I, I will break it. Um, so what, what story would you guys like to talk about? Let's let's go to three then. You want to talk about Apple? Yeah. Crapple? Yeah. And what they're up to this week? Apple, a comp an innovative company known for launching breakthrough products that change the way you live, have decided to cancel one you forgot existed. That's right. Apple is discontinuing the only monitor they make, the Thunderbolt display. Um, it hasn't updated it since 2011. Uh, and people have been wanting an update for a long time, including one in 5K. But you're not going to get it. Uh, because they're canceling it. So no longer available. Um, it's still available apparently in the Apple store. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're still available. The 27-inch Thunderbolt display for a grand uh, if you want to get it while it's still there. But If, if also anyone still really on... wants one, I'll gladly sell them mine for a grand. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into a, a Christie's auction here. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're disenchanted now, Colby? Oh, no. I think it's fine. It's it's fine for my like home use. It does exactly what I need it to do. Uh, uh, I like that the plugs all work through each other. If that makes sense. Yeah. You, uh, you plug. It has ports on the back of the monitor. You plug one cable into your laptop, and bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Everything is. And so so I use it with my laptop and my Mac Mini. So I have two different Thunderbolt cables, and I'll unplug the Mac Mini one and plug in the Mac one. Uh, I wish I could just plug in the Mac one. It would override the Mac mini one, but I understand that that's probably crazy. <laughs> it's good that you're so understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm also using one of these and I, uh, I, the single plug thing is super useful. Here's my wish list for the next one. And now Sean, were you saying that you don't think, Apple's ever going to make a monitor again? No, we... I didn't. I didn't give an opinion on that. Oh, okay. Uh, you said the. You mentioned the rumor that there's going to be a new one, but then you're like, but now you're not going to get one. I thought, or I just made that. Well, up. oh yeah, no, no, no. It's just that there, there's been a rumor that they could release one, but at this point, yeah, they're discontinuing the one that already exists without announcing a new one. That's not really encouraging. So here's here's my wish list. Five uh, K, obviously, like you can't do it without that. One plug for everything, including power. Uh, and now, if that if if that's too easy, wireless charging. That would be that. This would be the only uh, Apple like wireless charger. You want to do wireless charging? You need to get this monitor, and it only works with the new Mac Pros or MacBook Pros or whatever. You just plop it down like next to the base, and poop, off you go. It's connected, and it's charging. That would be really cool. You ready for this? Yeah. Touch. <laughs> 3D touch. <laughs> Why not? Let's just go nuts. Let's and, just... The, the, and the IT budget goes through the roof as people push their monitors off the tables. <laughs> but what was it? Uh... 3D touch isn't working. God, that what do you mean this app doesn't support 3D touch? <laughs> I can only touch it in two dimensions. <laughs> um, God, that would be crazy. Dell Dell today announced uh, an 80 inch uh, giant touchscreen for your workplace. Wow. So like the same thing. 
I really think we're going to skip right from there. There's not going to. We'll just go right to VR because 80 inches is uh, stupid. Impractical. Yes. Well, it's impractical. <laughs> you could get a 120 inch monitor in VR. Like, who cares at that point? You're looking for economics of space. Speaking of 3D touch, though, Colby, I think you're the person who told me about holding down your keyboard on the iPhone 6S to move the cursor around. That's changed my life. And everyone else, everyone else who is an iPhone 6S owner, I know, I've none of them knew about this. And it is yeah. like the best. It's the best 3D touch feature that there is. Yeah, I think it's great. I'm super jealous of it. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't wait for the next iPhone so I can get. <laughs> well, iOS 10 is so three t- D touch focused. Yeah, I saw that. I was. Yeah. Hopefully, if, I'm sold on its the potential now. I wasn't really before. Uh, so I hope. I hope more things use it. What are the big features using it in uh, iOS 10? I forget. A lot of the the notification center and a lot of the lock screen stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For widgets right. and opening stuff and. Um, I, I, as far as I could tell, there wasn't a single product they announced that didn't in some way use 3D Touch. <coughs> it was everywhere, which is good. Because you want to yeah. get people, as you said, people don't know about certain features. You want to get them in the habit of trying, at least trying to use it or, you know, having the expectation it will be there. Did, did they do this for iOS where they had like the tutorial when you upgrade? Uh, or was that, Or was that Mac? It was something. They definitely did it for Mac when they were reverse scrolling. You remember yep. that? When everyone thought the world was going to end when they were reverse scrolling. Uh, well, and I know they put the tips app in with iOS 7, which was the one that had the big tips app. Well, I know. Well, hey, it's a yeah, it's... No, but I think right right where they do like sign into iCloud. Oh, they uh, should do a walkthrough. Get your backup. Like here, type in your name. But wait, hold down the keyboard. Woo, crazy. Okay. You're done. <laughs> but I would bet, I would bet, and this is an Apple way of thinking, that they see if they have to explain to people how to use the OS, then they have failed in its design. That That's seems funny. like an Apple thing to do. Be like, they, we don't need to explain it to them. If we need to explain it to them, then we should fix it. Yeah. But maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, Dan, not that I want to backtrack, because Dan, you weren't here last time on our WWDC episode. Did you see any of the new watch stuff? Yes. But I, again, it's escaped my mind, except that Oh, the the only thing that hasn't escaped my mind is, and I, I took my watch off just earlier, uh, tapping my watch on my or my laptop. Do you even have to tap it? No, just no. You having, just get up, to, walk up to it. Yeah, to unlock your laptop. That's that's all I want. And then if if third parties can integrate with that, maybe the next version of iOS, I can sit down and just like I can like use my watch to authenticate with our vpn instead it unlocks a laptop and auto authenticates me to the vpn Ugh. logs into your one password and uh, yes and you're just auto logged yes. into everything on the planet yes <laughs> that's that sounds like you're you're just setting yourself up for failure at that well point. no it's touch id on the laptop is what it is without having to install a fingerprint sensor just like or if they want to do it like they did with uh, Apple Pay and Safari, do they have to? They, they have you touch ID on your phone. On your phone, Apple Pay Safari, right? Yeah. If they just had an API for that, and anything on your map could ask you to put your finger on your on your iPhone. Cool, that's great too. Uh, 
I, as much as you can automate my life away with the watch, though, makes me more likely to continue to use it. Wear it, yeah. Oh yeah, just that unlocking the laptop. Huh. I remember years ago, a friend showed me a, a, an app he built that do, did that with Bluetooth, where his phone had Bluetooth on. It would look for the computer, connect, and then unlock it, which was extremely insecure because Bluetooth's only authentication is a four-digit pin code. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was so it was a super compelling demo. It's like, wow, that's so cool. You don't have to type your passwords in anymore. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> I'm all on board of that. Uh, the other stuff, like they got rid of complicate. No, the thing on the bottom, glances. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. We'll see. The fact that apps open instantly, <clears throat> I might. I use the Dark Sky app occasionally, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that's it. Everything else is smart notifications or controlling music. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I was pretty pumped. That all the watch changes. That's what I'm most excited for is that. And was there any big uh, OS X stuff besides the fact that it's not OS X anymore? It's now... Mac OS? Mac OS. Siri? Siri. Again, I was I was really disappointed they didn't make Siri accessible over text. Uh, because I, w- I would use it... Most of my time is spent in front of a computer at work where I for better or worse, don't have an office. Mm-hmm. So I can't just go around blabbing all day long to Siri, especially <laughs> when it's going to sound really annoying. <laughs> like, hey, Siri, when is the basketball game? It's like... <laughs> and then you're you going to turn on be... everyone else's Mac yeah, while you're yeah, doing it. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah. So if I if you could just have, like, an iMessage window open with Siri talking to it, that'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that... Apple, like, none of these other companies, Facebook or Microsoft could do it, too. Microsoft and Apple are the only ones who could bring, like, the smart assistant to the text thing because Facebook and Google don't really have control over your computer. I guess in some cases they could, uh, but I don't know. I think those those people stand a much better chance. I, I, maybe for regular people, the voice chatting thing is okay. And for me, on the weekends... It is, but during, like, I spend so much time in front of a computer where I can't talk that, I don't know. I was, I'm not going to end up using the Siri on the desktop at all, so. I've had always on Cortana on my laptop for probably, almost a year, and I've Uh never used it once. And actually, it accidentally turns on all the time, so. How often do you accidentally turn it on? (laughs) In very weird because you're supposed to say, you know, Cortana, search for blanks. It didn't, it didn't even turn on when I just said it. So it's it doesn't work great. Could be my computer, though. <laughs> That's wrong with Windows. It, it does vary by computer. Um, but it is it is weird. So I've never used it. I don't know. But it is interesting. You guys will have to give us the, the full scoop when they're uh, when they release these uh, new features. Yeah. As the resident Mac users. Sadly, I won't get to use uh, whatever Mac OS what is it called? Mac OS what? 11? Sierra. Sierra. Oh, there's no number. Um, I don't know if there was a number. I know I know it was Sierra. I don't I don't know if there was a number with it. It's a good question. Uh anyways, I won't get to use it at work probably until like next year anyways. So uh you always can if you really want to, but I, I've seen enough panicked emails from people who don't work at the office that it doesn't seem like a good idea. 
<laughs> we I don't think we can anymore. They have something that like won't let you install it from mm-hmm. the, that's a the bummer. App store. Yeah. And by the way, it is Mac OS ten point one two Sierra. Ten point one two. Yep. Interesting. I don't I don't oh, think Oh ten point twelve. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But anyway. Uh uh, yeah, I think that's all the big stuff from... I, I didn't get a chance to listen to that episode I missed. Did you guys talk about Apple's also diving into the messages? Colby's already nodding yeah. his head. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Okay. I, I, I can already tell how that discussion went. Go, how, do you, how do you think it went? Well, Colby looked uh, not enthused. Oh, I uh, think I was actually more enthused than I just looked right. <laughs> I think it's fine. Like, I use iMessage every day. It might as well have random stuff in it that I might use sometimes. Yep. And I mostly just yelled at them that I don't want bigger emoji and flashy messages. I just want it to be on multiple multiple platforms. Mm. That's more important to me. I think that when, well, BlackBerry only put their messaging platform uh, uh, app on multiple platforms when they are basically dead going out of business yeah <laughs> yes fair enough no they don't have to by any stretch i want them to um but you're absolutely right they certainly don't have to uh one other question i'm curious what did you guys think about the optimized file storage feature did you talk about that you know i don't even think we got to that i don't think so, so that's no. the thing where they'll like upload stuff to <laughs> icloud for you in the background to reduce space on your disk like sort of elastically expanding how much hard drive space you have for you which to me sounds like absolute grade A bullshit. Um, Because <laughs> we all know how, how A plus reliable Apple is with cloud services. I'm going to trust them to just automatically take things off my hard drive and then delete them to save me space. Awesome, Apple. Let's sign right up for that one. <laughs> it is. I mean, I like the idea of it. Like, I don't have hard drive space problems, but I know people who have them. And... <laughs> Uh, like, I don't know, just just like cleaning your computer is not a thing that a lot of people do. So sure. if your computer could just like not break down and it's like when you run out of hard drive space, it's a legitimate problem. It's a problem before you even run out because your computer does use like, you know, some some of your hard drive space to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's not there, it does things much more slowly uh, so well, and I, the the cleaning is fantastic. I think that's great. I think OS should do that automatically. I've picked C Cleaner for Windows on this show before. That does just that. Um, what weirds me out is the automatic cloud stuff because even Dropbox doesn't work great when I've used it. I mean, I don't. Well, right. I didn't mean cleaning. I just meant like that you'd have physical like disk space to do stuff. Yeah, I should have been clear that. Uploading is the only thing they do. They also do like the clearing the caches, sort of what the C cleaner would do. That's that's great. Like one of those things where you look back and I was like, why hasn't Windows done this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems they need it. You you are not right. right. Yeah, but I when I worked at uh, the college IT department, full disks was like twenty percent of our support volume. And then in the middle of class. These professors would run off hard drive space while they're doing a PowerPoint presentation. They it, like the computer would be like, "Nope, you cannot open this PowerPoint. There is not enough disk space to even open it." Even at work, 
The wow. number one problem that engineers have is that their VM, the thing, the computer they do all their work on, the disk fills up. And Linux is even worse about this than anything else. It doesn't tell you at all. And there is no indication anywhere that this is happening until you are literally prevented from doing anything because <laughs> the disk is full. For, for a while at Facebook, I was on like a shared VM with a bunch of other people. Well, it wasn't a VM. It was just a shared server. And so the disk would fill up sometimes and like things would just stop working in Vim. Like you couldn't write a file. You would try and save a file and it would just error out like cryptically. And and when that happened, you would know that like you had to talk to IT and like figure out who was the one person on that box who had like 400 gigabytes of data for whatever whatever they were doing <laughs> and get them to delete some. Yep. Yeah, so I was, I was pretty excited by that. Plus, then there's the super nerdy new Apple file system. Ooh. Very exciting. So fancy, I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's how you know it's fancy. Um, all right. Well, we got time for one more story before we get to picks. Good thing I don't have any picks. <laughs> buy a little more time. I was so excited by this rundown tool, I forgot that we even have that Google. Well, you can pick the rundown tool if you want. Um, <laughs> no, we 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 can still talk about YouTube stuff. We can talk about uh, Periscope in the house. We can talk about some some Slack stuff, some iPhone rumors. What's? Uh, I'll be down for talking about Periscope or Slack stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I like Let's both see. of those too. What do you think, Sean? <laughs> um, I don't understand the Slack stuff as much, so we can talk about the, the Periscope stuff because I understand that. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. So um, if you lived in the United States this week and were near social media, you probably heard about the sit in in the U.S. House of Representatives where uh, the Democrats decided to sit in to protest gun legislation. Now, of course, we're not a political show. The tech twist on this is that, and you may not know this, this is a fun fact, the cameras that are in the House are owned by the House, and the House Majority Leader chooses what is and is not broadcast. C-SPAN does not have access to those cameras unless they're given access. And, in this case, the uh, Majority Leader, who is um, Paul Ryan, decided not to allow C-SPAN to broadcast the sit-in by the Democrats in the U.S. House. So uh, they broadcast the whole thing on social media, namely Facebook Live and Periscope. Interestingly enough, it is against the law to take photos or video on the floor of the House, um, believe it or not. I don't I don't know the specific uh, writing of the law off the top of my head, but it's basically you're not supposed to do that. That's against policy, but they did it anyway, and uh, C-SPAN actually rebroadcast some of the Periscope and Facebook live streams um, for the duration of the sit-in. Uh, so first comment on this is that I'm super glad that they broadcast, that the people Periscoping did it upright and not sideways. <laughs> um, but two, <laughs> what, like, this is the thing that blew my mind the most about this story is that they can just turn off the the cameras and it, a they can turn off the cameras and b that like one of the parties controls who like when the cameras are on that's totally insane that's ridiculous what, what surprised me the most is that 
even still, politicians don't know the Streisand effect, where the very act of censoring something means that everyone will know about it. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> like, uh, well, uh, where? What's the? Can you exp explain the the Streisand effect? So the, the Streisand effect is say I I forget exactly the circumstances around what if Barbara Streisand is that her name? I don't know. I, I don't, I Some celebrity. It musician person some scandal happened but it wasn't a big deal but she tried to cover it up and then the act of her covering up was a bigger deal than the scandal itself so then everyone knew about the scandal so, so like not everyone way fewer people would have heard about this sit-in on the house floor had it not been the case that they shut the c-span cameras off right it's not like anyone watches c-span Correct. <laughs> and another fun fact, do you know that C-SPAN doesn't produce Nielsen rating numbers because they don't show ads? So there uh -huh. is so there is no way to know exactly how many people actually watched it on C-SPAN. Interesting. Just learning all kinds of new things. I think this is really exciting because this reminds me a lot of, remember, use, use that memory of yours flashback moment. Play the um, remember music. Remember. Remember, Do you have like remember. a wavy video effect? Um, <laughs> the Arab Spring and Twitter. And remember when this? <laughs> I, I know I sound that. so cheesy, and I I I get that. Stay with me here. But remember mm. when we social media was just a fun way to connect with your friends until you had that moment, and maybe that was it, or maybe it was something else where you're like, wow, like this can actually mean something to somebody. Yeah. Or, yeah. or or a story you would have never heard of, you heard of because these platforms existed. And I think like, this was the moment for live video in your pocket or one of the moments maybe not the moment one of the moments and i think there'll be more but this it's moments like this that takes a platform like periscope or you know live video on your phone takes it from shooting some goofy thing with your friend to actually broadcasting news and being a a medium that stops being fun and starts being essential and that's what's really cool about this to me yeah i agree well said and why it hasn't happened sooner is is kind of surprising. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like this isn't necessarily new technology, maybe just packaged in a new way. Um, but it really is kind of the next frontier. Uh, the, the, you know, Periscope is big, but seeing even Facebook Live just blowing up the way it has um, is kind of, I would say, surprising to me. Um, and, and I feel like I shouldn't be surprised, but I am surprised. Um that the scale it's reaching is so so big to just be such a commonplace in 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 so many things in 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 our daily lives. So it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's still a? Uh, do we need C-SPAN with with all of this uh, coverage available? Well, that's that's what you know. I, I there were some people on Twitter who said we should just hand. C-SPAN over to, to YouTube and to, you know. No, 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 no. And just, well, <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Well, but but is it? I mean, uh, a more democratized system than one that's owned by... Handing one thing over to a company is not a democratized system. No, no, Getting rid of it and allowing, I... like, all the senators to have their own view of what's happening. You can watch whatever fucking senator's view you want. That's That's distribution of power. Not let's just give YouTube the same power that Paul Ryan has now. It's it'll be fine. 
It's Google. They're not evil, remember. <laughs> yeah. They can't be evil. Uh-huh. Um, no, I think you're right. I think I think there there does need to be some better system than the one that's currently in place. Is that every senator live streaming themselves? That sounds really boring, but I do agree. Oh, what they're... was what was that? Was there some oh yeah, the political debate where you had the different perspectives or whatever you could switch through? Uh, remember that? Or was that the VR? Oh, that was, they did the, the debate in VR or something. Well, I will say a good, a, a good alternate example that's not entirely similar, but um, the uh, NCAA basketball championship game. Over the last two years, they tried this new thing where because they have so many cable channels, they simulcast it. And so they simulcast the national feed. But you can go to a different channel and say it's Kentucky versus Kansas. You can watch the Kentucky feed with Kentucky announcers who are pro-Kentucky, or you can go to a separate channel and watch the Kansas feed and see the pro, you know, so if you're a Kansas fan or, and they just started doing that. Like that's a more interesting version where because we have so much bandwidth, you get to see multiple perspectives of the same event. That is interesting to me. And I wonder how we get more of that. I did read the other day that on YouTube, remember YouTube as their Twitch competitor? Mm-hmm. On their uh, Twitch competitor, you can switch between different players' views as you're watching a recording of gameplay, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's interesting. So, but I imagine you, that you could do that for anything, or at least YouTube could let you do that for any sort of live streaming thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what future. was it? The, um... What's the live stream company whose name is Ustream? I, no, Justin. no, no. TV? No, I think it's just Livestream, right? There's one called Livestream.com? Maybe, yeah. Um, they came out with the their their little 4K camera system that it's just one camera, but it's designed to shoot an entire event. You just put it really high up and far away, and because it's 4K, you can zoom and crop it, and they say it can cover multiple angles using a single camera because the resolution is so high. <clears throat> that you just shoot the whole thing once and then you can take all these different pieces of it because you can zoom in real tight. So I think I think when you start combining all these things, the technology is almost there. Um, it's just a matter of how you, you put it all together. But we're, we're, I think, really at the infant stages of this. You know, video, video on the web has had a long history um, that has not been easy, put it that way. I mean, even Facebook didn't really feature videos until the last year or two. Um, it's a pretty challenging engineering problem sure infrastructure has not always been there the the dial-up days when we first signed (laughs) up for facebook no (laughs) i mean hey i remember very early youtube i mean it was what didn't work it's amazing to me even i i turn on netflix and in like a second it's like 1080p it's there it's amazing um and it wasn't always the case so the internet's only going to get faster and uh hopefully these companies will be there to take advantage of that Would be nice. And you can watch this show in HD. And yeah. You see all these different angles. We, we should do a show where you see it from Colby's perspective. You from Dan's <laughs> perspective. from Sean's perspective. Would that be from my eyes? Or would that be like my screen? We'll strap a GoPro to your head, Dan. <laughs> and be like, what's it like to be Dan while he's doing... Oh, that sounds so boring. So I didn't realize this, but you could just buy a GoPro and bring a scuba diving. That was the... Yeah. The only I didn't okay, yeah. It's the most compelling uh, 
Yeah, use case for a GoPro. Yeah, I didn't realize you could take them that deep underwater. If you do exciting things, that's really you're, you are the GoPro <laughs> user. You know, if you're going like snowboarding or rock climbing or scuba diving, you are the target demo for uh, GoPro. <laughs> if you compete in an X game, you are, you know, you're right there. That's why I haven't bought one yet. I'm not extreme enough <laughs> um, as much as I like to imagine I am. Um, all right, we're going to move on to picks because we're running out of time, but that's okay because we've got some good stuff here. Of course, each week on the show, we pick some cool stuff we've been seeing or reading or playing or buying or just generally enjoying. And I'm going to jump in and go first here. Now, it may surprise you to learn that I have not picked Roku yet on the show, which is surprising to me because I constantly talk about how much I love it. I know I thought I picked it like more than once, but I searched the sheet. And apparently I didn't. <laughs> And so I'm going to pick, yes, this is, what is this? This is now the fifth Roku I've ever purchased. Some were gifts. <laughs> oh, they weren't all for me. Gotcha. But you know I love Roku because I think they make an outstanding streaming player. Um, I think the the software is fantastic. They've got all the major apps. It's really easy to use. But they just came out with their streaming stick, which is the little stick version, um, the updated version of that stick, which is a lot faster, and it's got a bunch of great features. I'm going to give you... Three key reasons why you should buy this over any other streaming device. Okay. One, it, it comes with a remote, which is something not all devices can say, and a good remote, which okay. I think is important. I had a Chromecast, and I thought it was an enormous pain in the ass because it didn't have a remote. Two, hotel and dorm connect. It's a new feature, and I used this when I was in a hotel earlier this week. You know when you go to a hotel and they have like those sign-in credential things to connect to their Wi-Fi? And so devices without screens can't, you can't connect them? Mm -hmm. yeah. Roku's got this feature. I have no idea how they do it. But it uses your phone and mirrors the hotel Wi-Fi. And anyway, you can use it really easily to connect to the hotel Wi-Fi or to dorm Wi-Fi or to any Wi-Fi that, as long as your smartphone can connect to it, it mirrors it over to your Roku, and I don't know how they do it. It, it worked awesome. Like, I'm going to bring this with me when I travel everywhere. It's Because it, it's the stick. It's small. It's perfect. So that's, I love that. The last thing is the price. Currently 50 bucks. I got it on sale for 40 and I know they kind of yo-yo the price a little bit. So if you pay attention, you might get it for 40 I think it's a no-brainer. So um, the Roku streaming stick, check it out. Uh, the link to that will be on our website, like all of the Pixar. Um, but if you're in the market for a streaming device... Um, this one's I, so far my favorite because um, just Roku's great and the price and the features are really good on this. Awesome. So check that out. And you can watch Don't Panic on it. <laughs> and it looks pretty good. So um, who wants to go next? I'll do it. All right. What do you got for uh, us? Mine's a podcast in a shocking turn of <laughs> Uh, I, I stumbled up, I, I don't remember how I, I, I saw the, a link to this podcast or an episode of this podcast online. Uh, and so it's called on being and it's like very like intelligent discussions of like, I don't know, stuff about life, but it's, it's usually a discussion. It's not like a, this American life where it's a like produced storytelling. It's like, uh, the host and like someone one or more guests like talking about a topic um and it's like very good it's it, it 
the sound, I, I don't know, the, the production of the discussions are fantastic, I've found. Um, and the, the discussions are also like very deep and intelligent and, and I found it really enjoyable. Uh, so if that sounds like a podcast you'd like to listen to, uh, I'd recommend it. Sounds like a, I, it sounds I, like a bummer. I, <laughs> is it a um, bummer? I mean, they talk about serious things sometimes. I've only listened to like two or three oh, okay. episodes. And he's I, only I, listening I while he's doing work anyway. So, um, yeah, I haven't I haven't been podcasting as much during work. Uh, okay. Well, it depends. I do it when I work from home. I don't do it as much at work. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Curious. Right. They should do a on being with you about that topic. I'd listen to that. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I'm qualified to be on the podcast, frankly. <laughs> well, if you have interest in the state of being human, check out on being on being.org is the website. You can subscribe and check that out. Another fantastic podcast recommendation from the podcast master himself, Colby. Uh, Dan, you, you, how many times have you picked this? This is the, the third time. It's so good. It's so good. It's technically a different... It's a new thing you could spend money on. Uh, if that helps you at all. No. So, last month, The uh, the Witcher 3 had came out with its last expansion. Uh, it's the biggest one yet. It's in this, like... It takes place... So, the, the main Witcher game is very Game of Thrones-esque. Very dark, very gritty, very realistic. Kind of a downer. Uh, this last expansion takes place in this sort of fancy, full, full of themselves French fairy tale land where everyone drinks wine and no one's happy or no one's sad except, you know, there's crazy dark stuff happening underneath the surface of the society. Uh, so, you get to wander around and uh meet all these crazy people you go on like a crazy acid trip into wonderland at one point where you have to like do fairy actual fairy tale stuff like find like help the three pigs defeat the big bad wolf uh it was so much fun and i was sick for this weekend so i finally finished it uh it was totally worth it and now i'm really sad that they have said and stuck to the fact this will be the last Witcher game ever. Oh, so, no. Yeah. I know. The sad part is I never played the first two, but I'm not super incentivized to play them. Maybe I will, though. I don't know. It's tough to go back. I found it's tough to go uh, to have played the most recent in a series and go back and play the older ones uh, yeah. because it's like, the controls are like janky and like things were different back then, even if it wasn't that long ago. Plus, you already know the outcomes of the major storylines. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like if you start watching True Detective from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> but, it is. Uh, but I would still highly recommend The Witcher 3, even if you haven't played the first two. Uh, some crazy stuff. I'll be thinking about this game for a long time. Uh, damn, I may have to play it. I would Eventually, love I'll play, play a video game. game. I just I video games are so boring. Uh, this one it has these crazy moral dilemmas, just crazy. Oh, stuff. I do love a good moral dilemma. A quandary. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to decision. think of a non-spoilery one. 
Okay, here's a non-spoiler one. At one point in the game, you can meet up with this other guy who is also a monster slayer like you are, and he killed an entire village, except this one girl who you found. <clears throat> and you confront him about it, and he says that he's broke, and he slayed this monster for them, and because they were going to pay him to do it, but then they said they weren't going to pay him, and then someone came up to him in the back and stabbed him with a knife, so then he killed all of them, except the girl, because he couldn't bear to do it. Do you kill that guy, or do you let him go? It's like, well, okay, he killed the whole village, but on the other hand, those people are definitely going to kill him. And he did leave that girl alive. And these things have consequences. I'll stick with Rocket League. That that There are no ethical quandaries in that game, so... <laughs> Also, I had a, in this most recent expansion, I was told to go to a party and to dress up. The only piece of fancy clothing I had was from the previous expansion, uh, where I also had to do something like this. So I just put it on, and they had scripted dialogue by an actual actress commenting on where I got this specific piece of clothing, where it was from, and how I would look out of place if I was to wear it here, because it's not (laughs) around here. Unfortunately, I didn't have anything else. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. But I was like, oh my gosh, like so much detail. Crazy. Maybe. I have a lot of free time, so. Yeah. Maybe. I'll at least I'm to do July 4th weekend. Yeah. Well, make sure, if you do play, make sure you record it then. Broadcast. I want to be there. The, the second area, so like there's the tutorial area. In the second area, you meet this guy called a Red Baron. Mm-hmm. He's a big fat red guy uh <clears throat> his storyline is probably the best of of all the storylines in all the games and possibly all the expansions and it's right in the beginning all right uh it is I, a heartbreaking storyline i promise dan if i play the witcher 3 okay i will broadcast it now that's a Excellent. big if but i will share it with you in the world i'm excited <laughs> i'm just gonna assume you're gonna do it all right Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> all right. That is that. We are done. Put a bow on it. Wrap it. Seal it. Deliver it. Put it in the put it in the, the post office box. Because we're done. Um, with this show, Don't Panic, of course, you should go to our website, don'tpanic.io. If you go there, you get all our past episodes, audio, video, and more, including picks from every week we do this show. You can get it on that website. You can also get links on where to subscribe on such great platforms as Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, um, Google Play Music, most major podcast apps via RSS, and of course the ability to follow us on Twitter at Don't Panic Show and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. And lastly, you can reach out to us, Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. Lastly, we do the show live 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on our uh, Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show, Monday nights. Come and join us live. Join us in the chat room. We'll we'll read it live on air, and if it's worth sharing, we'll share it. Um, again, that's 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on Monday nights. Now, we will not be here next week. It is the July 4th holiday <laughs> in the United States, so we will be busy eating hot dogs and blowing off our fingers with fireworks. Uh, so we will not be here, but we will be back Danless the following week um, to talk more about uh, technology. Yeah. Dan, good luck in Scotland. <clears throat> Thanks. I, I might need it. <laughs> good luck in in boston thank you um i'll stay safe hopefully please do please do it's dangerous out there it's, it's a dangerous time in the bean town 
Yeah. Does anyone know if England is officially burned to the ground after they lost in the Euro Cup to Iceland? I saw that. <laughs> I can't wait to get. I got a Europe call tomorrow. I can't wait to trash those. Although they're happy Belgium won. So. Mm. Right, right, right. But no, oh, that yeah. was great. Yeah. It's not. It's was, not been a good week for those guys. It's the opposite of icing on the cake. That it's the. <laughs> it's the. It's you know. It's like. Uh, it's like having a leaky septic tank. Like it's bad <laughs> enough you got a septic tank, but now it's leaking. <laughs> well, better to have a septic tank than not to have one. I mean, I guess. Better <laughs> just have regular sewage. I don't know. I'm, oh, I'll, I'll work on that analogy. I forgot about that. Yeah, for next time. For next time. The opposite of icing on the cake is. No, it's, it's pissing all over your shit sandwich. How's that? <laughs> I was, was going to make it just like that. It's like. The last... Never, okay, we're going to stop. Too much. Uh, <laughs> good. Probably should stop. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for joining us on that fantastic note. We're going to just yep. go here. Um, we'll certainly see you next time for more technology news on Don't Panic. Thanks for watching.